This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Hi, it's Vanessa from the Fighting Stigma Show on Free FM. Are you a Waikato local? Do you have an idea for a radio show? Do you want to try your hand at being a content creator on Free FM? If so, check out our website on freefm.org.nz or find Free FM on Facebook and get in touch. This program is sponsored by New Zealand Bridge, sponsors of Grassroots Bridge across the nation. Welcome to the Bridge Zone. You're at the table with Barry and Mariana, and our table this week is jam-packed of Christmas crackers, tinsels, a couple of ho-ho-hos, I guess. Have you got your Christmas dinner menu planned out, Barry? Ooh, I don't know. I'm not quite sure. No, I've had very little to do with that. That's not my department. I'm sure we're doing something. There's a ham in the fridge. I know that. Oh, did you have to buy it this year? We had to buy it. There was nothing to plan. Oh, so you're slumming it like the rest of us. <laughs> Still had a price tag on it. I nearly had a heart attack when I read it. Long time since we bought a ham. Usually you go along to those Christmas tournaments and there's a ham for first and second and sometimes third. Yeah, I normally either win a raffle or get to the bowl of wine. Anyway, I'm all good. I'm doing my last Christmas shop tonight. So we've got Judge Julie this week. She's out and about. She's been over to the Hawke's Bay and now she's down in Wellington. And Kermit will join us for our last show before Christmas. We've got some news and it involves international travel. I couldn't stop laughing. Mind you, it doesn't take much for me <laughs> to do that. Barry's got a little story. Listen to this, folks. Well, we played in the trials to try and get in the New Zealand mixed team. The first time we played in it, we failed dismally. The second time we played in it, we managed to win the trial. Awesome. We all celebrated. And then the following year, we were meant to be going somewhere. And of course, COVID came along. No go. We couldn't go there. Now there's a, another one happening. And we're still in the mixed team. I think this is the third event. We still haven't played a card yet, Mariana. We have not got to play anybody in anything. I got an email the other day. I suppose there's no reason I can't say it. I guess they were sending it to all the members of the international teams to say, would you be prepared to go to Italy to play in the World Championships, which I think is scheduled for the end of March. So obviously they're trying to make a decision as to what NZ Bridge are going to do. I guess if everybody says, no, they're not available, it'll be easy, won't it? Come on then. Have you thought about it? Did it take very long? There have been a lot of people that won't want to go or that, you know, are not prepared to. Yeah, well, Jenny and I decided we might not get many chances to play in a world championship. It's a real honour to play for New Zealand. So we've said we are prepared to go to Italy in March. Wow. Pretty big We call. might be on our own. <laughs> it might be just us. Italy in March. Okay. Well, I had a look. They had 28,000 cases in a day, which sounds like a lot. But when you work out they've got a population of nearly 60 million, it comes to something like 0.0 something of a percent. All right. Didn't sound that bad. What no. the heck? I'm double back. <laughs> I'll be fine. Mm. Hey, tell me, if it doesn't go ahead, did you say almost four years that you've been in a team that may not have played a single card? No, no, not quite. It'll be the three years. Well, we're not, 2019 was when we trialed. 2022. And we we still won't have played. So that'll be three years. Three years without playing a card. It's it has great to be a record of some kind. It must be a record, surely. How many people have been in a team for three years and not played any cards? But oh, it's not one to be proud of, I don't think. 
Well, good on you. It'll be interesting to see how many people actually put their hand up to be considered to carry on because times are a lot different. There's all sorts of things to consider, like flights, accommodation, insurance. Insurance. It's very tricky. It is. It's almost um, like walking on the lawn barefoot and you know your lawn's got some prickles in it. (laughs) (laughs) But even if you say, yes, we're prepared to play, who knows what will go wrong? Maybe they won't even have the event. Who would know? Hey, look, I'll tell you what. I did my mum and dad's vaccine passports because they're, you know, elderly. They don't have email. They don't do this. They don't do that. And I thought, oh, here we go. So I phoned up two minutes past three. I was off the phone and had their vaccine passes through my email at 12 minutes past three. How about yeah. that for a record? So have you laminated them for them? I have laminated them, yep. I couldn't believe it. Amazing. It wasn't really about that. My question is, have you had a look at what the international vaccine criteria is? Because the the passes that we have are just for domestic, so they're only New Zealand bound. So have you managed to have a look at anything for international travel? The short answer is no. Haven't thought about it. (laughs) But I guess... Oh, I don't know. We're having these booster shots. Mine isn't due till May or something, so maybe it's okay. Anyway, that's what Barry Jones's dilemma is. Well, it's not a dilemma because you're in boots and all, aren't you? At the moment, until they tell us we can't be. (laughs) Let's head off. We've got a guest telephone call. Welcome. We have today Anna Coleman. Anna's a board member, and she is on the Congress Committee, and she's got a special announcement to make, so that's why I asked her if she'd come on. Thank you, Anna. Thank you, Barry and Mariana. As you know, we're trying to do a few different things with some of our sponsorship from Regional Bay of Plenty Tourism. We had a competition to give away a beach house for a week to a group or a couple of people that are coming along. So we gave them the opportunity to register their interest, which closed last week. We had some interesting applications. I am prepared. We've done the uh, judging and I'm excited and delighted to say that the winning flatmates who will be attending Congress this year, courtesy of Bay of Mini Tourism and New Zealand Bridge, is Drummond, Mary Allen and the Hangartner Brothers. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) We are ecstatic. Excellent. It's been really hard to keep the secret too. And well, you've only gone for a day, to be fair. <laughs> I know, but it's <laughs> not very good. <laughs> you guys gonna put our submission up? Yeah, no, the submission was really good. They framed it as a uh, three little pigtail, you know, talking about it, the attributes of each one of them, talking about how they're going to use the house, huffing and bluffing and puffing and <laughs> telling porkies and everything. This is the first time I've done it. We're learning for us as well, but we're also um, excited by the fact that you guys have all got different talents. Social media and savvy, as well as Mark being an ex-bulletin editor, will be great at sort of picking up tidbits from around what's happening at the Congress. And and I understand Paul likes to drink and... Absolutely. He's a whiz at the barbecue, he reckons. Yes, all of those things should come together quite nicely. So this house isn't quite free, is it, Anna? It's not quite free. There's a few things that they're going to have to do. A few strings attached. I mean, they have to concentrate on their bridge during the day, obviously. We don't want to take away uh, any distractions. or We don't want to have any distractions for the three of them. 
So it'll be after to the fact, you know, we might, um, we're talking about hosting a, a cocktail party at their house. They'll be hosting it. We'll come along with a few mates and friends of yeah. Bridge maybe, um, one night. Generally, it's, it's them getting out, showing our sponsors, Regional Bay of Plenty Tourism, you know, what the Bay of Plenty is all about, what you can do, the sites to see outside of the hours you might be playing bridge. And we also hope to use this to set up for the next Congress in, in October to encourage from outside the region to come along. We've decided that anything that we can do to promote the awareness of bridge and the enjoyment of Congress is going to be awesome. And we're just in pigtails and all. And piggy heaven. <laughs> yeah, no, I have to put your submission up. It was very good. It wowed the judges. And saying that, I mean, you know, we're really excited about Congress this year, being in a new place. And mm. so all systems go. We're a bit worried about Omicron again. Shouldn't change things. Won't be any more lockdowns, we hope. You never know. Encourage everyone to get out there and make sure they've booked and entered. I think they still get their 10% discount up to mid-January. Hurry sure up, people. Yeah. Bridge Zone night, aren't we, Mariana? A so night out true. with the Bridge Zone host. Wine and nibbles available on that night. Oh, yes. <laughs> you know, we're working with a few of the pubs and around Mountain Tauranga as well to offer deals for bridge players and, and hoping it'll be a, a good social event outside of playing bridge too. I can't wait. It's awesome. And thank you so much. We thought long and hard for us three to decide because obviously we'd already made plans with our accommodation elsewhere. So had to get more your, um, piglets on board with this one. Hope you're able to get a credit. No problem. Good. Thank you. I've got a side question for you. Mm-hmm. How was playing face-to-face bridge this last weekend in Wellington? Actually, do you know what? It's, it's the first tournament I've played. I think I've only played one session of club bridge in the last face-to-face in the last three months. It was so good. Even though we talk about how good real bridge is, really, it doesn't beat going into a, into the club and, and you know seeing everyone again and really enjoyed it. Thanks very much, Simon. We'll talk yeah. again. Thanks, Bye. Bye. Get your gumboots on. We're going down to the pond with Kermit. Manamana. 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 Good morning, Kermit. It's almost Christmas time. I know. I think I've got one more thing to do to complete my Christmas shopping. So I'm all organised and I've got a great plan because mostly I buy people books. And a great thing about buying people books is that the bookshop wraps it really beautifully. (laughs) (laughs) Last thing on her list, Mariana, she probably hasn't bought our presents yet. That's what it'll be. Yeah, there's just two little names at the bottom. (laughs) Harry and Mariana. (laughs) What is on people's Christmas wish list? their New Year's wish list. And I wonder for some of them, does the list contain the perfect bridge partner? So are people wishing for the perfect bridge partner for next year? And I just wonder what people's idea of the perfect bridge partner is, because I think that perhaps mine might be different from yours and might be different from lots of other people. So what do you think comprises the perfect bridge partner? How about you, Mariana? You've got to be careful, Barry, because, you know, you're married to the perfect bridge partner, but Mariana. <laughs> yeah, well, my husband doesn't have a bean to do with bridge, but I think someone has to be humorous. I like funny, easy to talk to, doesn't take things personally because we're only talking about bridge. 
and knows when to say something. That's what I would like. In terms of style, everyone makes mistakes. Playing bridge is cool. I make mistakes. Being able to talk to them about it and not be huffy, that would be my perfect bridge partner. Oh, wow. Okay, Barry, your turn. Well, the perfect bridge partner probably doesn't make so many mistakes. I'm just thinking of the key ingredients here. I guess the perfect bridge partner is somebody that maybe doesn't make too many mistakes. Somebody who's good to look at across the bridge table. That's going to be important. (laughs) It's a male thing, isn't it? Oh, so shallow. (laughs) (laughs) Hang on. I never even, well, I didn't say anything about my hairdresser. It's too late, Barry. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I guess you want somebody that's clever enough to work things out. Powers of deduction, doesn't make too many mistakes, and is good to look at. There you go. I've got all the <laughs> Barry. How often do you sit at the table and you look over at that table and you think, oh, oh maybe I should be at that table? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What about you, Pam? Well, for me, I mean, it's always delightful to play with a really, really good bridge player, right? Yeah. Is a really good declare player and you're on the same page in defence and that's always delightful. But I think as I get older, something eclipses that a little bit and I equate it to when, you know, I'm buying a horse. Not that I've bought many horses lately, but my number one priority is temperament. doesn't matter how talented and beautiful or whatever the horse is, if I get on it and I feel like I might die... <laughs> During the course of this ride, and I did have a very nice horse, and that's exactly how I felt every time I got on her. I thought, would this be my last ride? That sort of eclipses it. So I tend to go for temperament in a horse, and I really, as I get older, go for that in a bridge partner as well. And I guess the temperament is just accepting the results as they come and being able to talk about when things go wrong or go right without emotion. That's for me. It is really nice when they're a really good player as well, but that's not the number one thing for me. I actually like to go along and have a good time, however that comes about. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It is an old saying about horses. I'm just wondering if I can relate it to bridge players. The old saying about horses, I think it's an Arabic saying that's, is the winds of heaven are those that blow between a horse's ears, which I can relate to. It's a pretty cool saying. I know, you know what I mean? Players and the wind blows between their ears, but I'm not sure that that's a good thing. No. <laughs> well, I was thinking that. Partners, <laughs> ears. Maybe that's not a good way to look at it. Hey, tell me, Barry, you were telling me a few weeks ago that you participated in a survey and people asked what the qualities were that made up a good partner. And we were quite surprised about what people's answers were. I'm trying to remember what they were. There was something like intelligence, perceptiveness, tolerance. Some of the ones like were lower on the list than you would have expected. But I guess when you talk about ingredients for the perfect partner... I guess it's a bit like grandma's trifle. Nobody's quite sure what makes it so good. And it's tasty to different people, right? Different trifles are tasty to different people. In the trifle case, it's probably some alcohol included. Well, we do. In our family, 
table we have trifle and we call our trifle whoops mum always makes it with sherry and we always ask her how many whoops did she have whether it's a strong whoop so our trifle is called whoops and by the way her name is nana times two my nine-year-old grandson came up with that because she is his great grandmother and so it's like a nana nana so he came up with nana times two Oh, that's very cute. Completely the wrong end of the stick. I thought you were still talking about how much sherry she put in there. Yeah, (laughs) so we just called it whoops. So we say, has it got a little bit of whoops or has it got a lot? And now just to turn the tables a little bit, if you're dreaming of the perfect partner, there's that old saying, to have a friend, you've got to be a friend. Maybe part of the New Year's resolution is thinking about how to become the perfect partner. That's a relief. I thought you were going to talk about the opposite of the perfect partner and what makes that person you know, the nightmare partner. Oh, maybe we can talk about a nightmare partner later. Maybe next year. We'll maybe talk about that. Anyway, to you both and to everybody listening, I wish you a very, very Merry Christmas. I'm really hoping that everyone can be with their families and loved ones, if not in person, then at least maybe through Zoom or a phone call, that's the whole thing about Christmas, isn't it? Taking yeah. the time to touch base with our loved ones. So wishing you all the very best and a, a safe and happy Christmas. Same to you, Kerman. It's been fabulous. Happy Christmas to you and yours. And we shall catch you next week. Yeah, yeah. getting ready for the new year. <laughs> One calculations in 2022. I think Kermit will probably do their 100th show at some point. Well. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, speaking of frogs, my husband was telling me a story today. Now, I won't go into too much detail, but for reasons that I'd rather not disclose, we have quite a big hole, three-foot deep hole in our back lawn at the moment. And he was out there yesterday. I said, look, I know I'm going to fall in that hole at some point, so perhaps we could have something over it. So he went to put something over it, and down the bottom he saw a frog. And he thought, well... I'm going to get this frog out and I'm going to take him down to the pond. So I don't know what his name was, probably not Kermit, but he's going to take the frog down to the pond. And he bent down, picked up the frog and it jumped out of his hands. And he said, oh, well, you know, it's jumped into the bushes. It'll find its way down to the pond. And then he went inside and he was going to watch the news and he felt something on his shoulder. So that's a bit odd. And then something on the other shoulder and he took a swan dry off and the frog was inside the swan dry and it jumped but it jumped <laughs> so he had to make a special trip with the frog and the swan dry to let him go in the pond I thought that was rather sweet <laughs> save the frog yep. save the frogs that's <laughs> true it's all true well done okay catch you okay. next week see you guys all the best Thank you for all your contributions during the year and we'll look forward to 2022. Join us next week at the Lily Pad with Pam Livingston, Bridge Coach. See you. Coming up next, we're heading off to the courthouse. Director, please. How can I help? Judge Julie presiding. Good morning, Judge Julie. How's the week before Christmas going? Very, very windy. I'm in Wellington and they had their (laughs) highest recorded gust of wind in the past four years yesterday. <laughs> Was that when Judge Julie blew into town? Not quite, thank <laughs> you. <laughs>
I came over the room attackers. I felt like I was blowing into town, I can tell you. Mariana, I think we should start with your question first. Oh, you reckon? Okay. My question is, Judge Julie, what do directors do when they have their time off? I know where this comes from. So yesterday I was playing the Minecraft board game with a seven-year-old who was teaching me the rules. I played it today with him and his father, and the rules were different. <laughs> Just excellent. I courses, did you win or did you come second or third? I won under the wrong rules, and I lost under the real rules. <laughs> For a director? <laughs> it probably is, actually. It's probably very appropriate. So you need to sharpen up on those rules then, Judge. Yeah, I need to read them before I play, which I would must admit not a lot of bridge players do because our rules are a book and they're confusing. So. There's a lot of them. So a couple of real bridge questions. The first one is when, when you ask for a description of a bid and somebody says it's weak, is that enough or should you get more than that? I mean, I would assume if it was weak, I'd sort of normally expect six to nine, but obviously... Some people go a lot lower than others. Oh, absolutely. I think that is not right. Everyone has a different idea of what wheat means. And the idea of bridge is fairness and to play with people having the same playing field, which is that there aren't any secrets, as you've no doubt heard me say before. So when we give an explanation, the idea is that we give a full explanation of the key points. And point count actually is one of those key points. And if you don't play normal point count, you've got to come up with a way that fits what the normal person would think it was. So less than an opening hand could be zero points. Weak could be anything up to 10 or 11, depending on the person playing it. Mm-hmm. So there's quite a wide range. And what does it cost to say six to nine or six to less than an opening hand? Given, I mean, people play rule of 20 and all of these things, which are quite conservative rules. There are some things that are a bit fudgy around the bottom end and the top end, but they shouldn't be substantially different. You can be within a point or so, but to be outside of that is too far. So what's wrong with saying six to nine, maybe 10 or five to eight? You know, I mean, what does it cost anyone? By the way, you've just touched on one of my pet hates, and that's the less than an opening hand thing. That drives me insane. (laughs) Well, yes. I mean, we're playing 9 to 14, Patrick and I. Less than an opening hand is not anyone's expectation if we described some of our bids that way. It would just be wrong. But could you? The definition of an opening hand is what? Being the first person to bid? So do I have an opening hand if I bid two hearts? No, no, it's the range. It's what we consider the range to be. And in all fairness, if I said this in an opening hand and I was expecting partner to have a maximum of seven, the director would quite rightly rule that the explanation was not adequate. If you are concerned about these things, if someone does something wrong, all doubtful points are ruled in favour of the non-offending side. This doesn't mean that you get automatically given a good result, but it does mean that if there are things that are in doubt, you will be on the plus side and not the minus side if you have done nothing wrong. It is in everyone's interest to do the right thing. You heard it here on the bridge zone. Okay, going sort of on the, in the same theme, just talking about 
carding and discards when you ask somebody about their methods. And I know you've said that naming a convention isn't enough for a bid. Does the same thing apply to carding when somebody says we play suit preference or odds and evens or... And I must admit that we're probably not great at this. Actually, in all fairness, we play online, we play UGCA, upside down, count and attitude. Someone the other day I was talking about reverse count and they were saying about reverse attitude leads. And why is it reverse? Why isn't it just attitude? And I thought the way we phrase things very often is confusing, particularly to the people that are just learning and actually just haven't come across any of the terms at all. So equally, what does it cost to say a low card is encouraging, a high card is discouraging, or it's the fourth highest or the second or fourth highest, or those sorts of things. Now, by all accounts, I have been told frequently I have a really lousy accent. So I don't say first, thirds, and fifths anymore. I say one, three, five, so people can barely hear what I say. It doesn't hurt us. If someone says, what is your discard? You say, if it's a low card, we like it. You don't have to say reverse attitude. You don't have to say attitude. You don't have to say natural. You don't have to say normal or... Standard's always the favourite. What do you play standard, they say? Yeah. And doubles. You would say, oh, they take out or penalty. They're optional. No, they're not, right? (laughs) Partner always has an option. Same with discards. They can discard what they like. But you expect these things to happen. Odds and evens, I can never remember which one's which. If it's an odd card, you could say it's encouraging. If it's an even card, it's suit preference. Or an odd card, low is encouraging. You can say what it means. You don't have to leave your poor opponent sitting there thinking, I don't understand, and thinking that's part of the game because it isn't. (laughs) Well, we hope that you have a fantastic Christmas. Thank you. Um, People will be pleased to note that I will be slowly calming down. High five to that. And for any listeners that roll their R's, practice over the Christmas year period. (laughs) Why? There's nothing wrong with rolling your R's. No, it's been brilliant. I can't believe we're coming up to another year. So you all have a very good Christmas and New Year as well. And you too, Mr Jones, but we'll talk again shortly. Thank you, Judge. Safe travels on your way back to Auckland. If you're heading further south yet, aren't you, Julie? Or or are you? No, not this time. I'm um, in January, I am. I'm, oh, I'm okay. going to go back to Auckland for a couple of weeks and then I'm going to go down and visit my parents in the South Island and I'm also directing the Top of the South teams at the end of January. As long as you're around for the 18th and 19th. I will be somewhere in the country with a computer on the 18th and 19th. Probably Auckland, Barry, so don't <laughs> panic too much. I must admit I'm missing out on getting my lunch bought, though. Hey, look, it's been brilliant. Thanks. Enjoy your Christmas. You too. Bye. So to close the show, just reminding everybody that there are a couple of face-to-face tournaments coming up next week. I'm heading up to the Papatoetoe Christmas Pairs from the 27th to the 29th. Come on, people. They've even reduced the fee to $25 for all three nights. I mean, you can't get a better bargain than that. Cheapest chips. There's also the Susan Duncan Pairs, which is being held in Wellington over the same three nights. More A-point on the table there for anybody that wants to go to Wellington. 
We wish you all a very Merry Christmas. It's been an absolutely fun time with the Bridge Zone this year. We've had to adapt a whole lot, Barry. No more studio. It's actually like a distant memory, isn't it? It is. We haven't been in the studio for so long. So uh, next year, 2022, that'll be our fourth year. We started this in 2018. We're still going. We will get back to our normal blurb on the show as well. Just with COVID, we had to mix things up. So that's why you've got the standard blurb every time. Bridge Zone, number 177 today. Okay. So we'll be still working over the Christmas New Year period. So there will be a new edition of the Bridge Zone for you to listen to every Wednesday. Yep. So send us in any comments that you have, bridgezoneshuffle at gmail.com. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. New Zealand Bridge, sponsoring Bridge from beginner to international, nationwide. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices, or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.